you're listening to episode 37 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I am so excited to have our guest on, Holly True, today. She is a Eugene, Oregon-based senior photographer, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about her journey of transitioning from photography to design and touching on that and the importance of branding alongside that. But she is a senior photographer from Oregon, and that's how we met. And her and I actually had the chance to meet in person a couple years back, and we just absolutely had the best conversations about business, about photography, about life, and figured she would be the perfect person to have on the podcast. For those of you who don't know about Holly, she is really focused on natural, and her her motto is young and free. And that's really what her sessions are all about. It's about natural beauty. It's about nature. It's about natural light, all of those things. And we kind of dive into that about how that's a part of her brand in this episode. But really, this episode is great if you are a photographer who is on the fence about not knowing when or kind of what to do in terms of taking that next step or feeling like you're being pushed in another direction. This is a fantastic episode for you. So I'm super super excited to have you on listening to the podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. We're going to be going through those, reading our favorites from all you photographers and giving you a little shout out on the show. So make sure to hop on there, leave a review, um, let us know what you like about the episodes, what you want to hear more of and all that stuff. But without further ado, let's get into episode 37 of the Real Talk podcast with Holly True. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and today we have the incredible, amazing Holly Truon. Um, I always intro this with kind of where she's from, and we were joking around before that she's from the town in Oregon that shall not be named. I'm a Washington Husky fan. She is an Oregon Ducks fan. She is from <laughs> um, We always go back and forth about our Pac-12 football that I know the rest of the country doesn't care about, but, um, <laughs> but we're diehard. We met. We care. <laughs> you know what? I said, we're diehard. We care. <laughs> we're diehard. And I think we met a couple in, we've known each other for through, you know, social media for a couple of years now and really just met, was it last year, two years ago? Yeah, we met like last year, but it seemed really weird that it was like the first time we were actually meeting, especially yeah. when we live in the same corner, like of the U.S., it seems like we should have met like years ago, but yeah, we really only just met like last year in real life. <laughs> yeah. So we finally met. Um, and you know, when, as we were kind of scheduling our 2020 guests out, we were like, we have to have Holly on. So I'm so, huh? so glad you're here. And thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm super excited. It's so much fun. So thank you for having me on today. Of course. Um, for those listening who are like, who's Holly True? Or if, for people who can't get enough of you, tell us a little bit more or, about your story and who, who you are. Well, so I, my name is Holly True. Um, I'm an Oregon-based photographer. I've been in business for a lot of years, a long time. It kind of feels like forever. I don't remember life before photography, which is kind of funny. Uh, but I, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know feel so like I th could say like a million things. Uh, I specialize in high school senior portraits. However, this year I'm kind of changing that up. I'm not, I'm kind of going on a photography sabbatical, which is the scariest, most exciting thing I've ever done in my business, uh, which I know we're going to kind of talk about that more in a minute. But I, yeah, I've, I've specialized in my business. I kind of specialized right out of the gates uh, when most people weren't. And so that was, I think, honestly, kind of how I propelled my business years ago. 
because everybody here was a generalist who photographed everything. And I kind of said, no, I'm going to go against the grain, but that's kind of my way anyway. I just kind of do what I want. And yeah, so it's, it's been a really fun, crazy couple of years and uh, business is, has always been really good. And I've been super fortunate to be able to do this full time for, for so long. Um, which is kind of what makes me feel kind of selfish and scared at the same time to make a change. But, but I feel like, you know, when it's time and I think that right now is kind of my time to make a change. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into photography seniors? Kind of what's your origin story? Yeah. So I, so I started out actually years ago, I worked at a portrait studio called Picture People. Um, we wore like the twirly hats and the fisherman vests and had to say like witty ditties when we'd answer the phone, which was hilarious. Um, still remember like 20 of them that are just, they'll never, they're like in like they're in green, like they'll never go away. Um, but yeah, so I started out like in portrait photography film, but we didn't actually have to know our cameras like at all. Like we just kind of had to go in and take pictures Anyway, so fast forward, I had both of my kids uh, while I was working there. I worked there for five years and then I decided I needed to get like a big girl job and go like do something that wasn't like retail photography and got a job at a corporate office at a, at a credit union and wanted to kill myself after like five minutes of working there because I was like, this is going to suck the life out of me. I can't do this. And, but I did, I had to do it for three years, um, had to like submit to a life of khakis and sweater sets and not me <laughs> at all but I did it I did it for three years but within like the first week of doing it I just you know I went home and I told my husband I'm like I hate it like I hate this job I don't want to do it the people were great the job itself was terrible and he you know my husband we've been together now 21 years but at the time it hadn't been 21 years married sorry we've been together 24 years married for 21 years. That's awesome. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But at the time, I mean, we were, you know, this was a long time ago. Um, but he's very patient with me and very understanding. And so he said, he's like, you know, if you don't want to do this, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I, I kind of think I want to try doing photography on my own terms. So the man went and bought me a camera and was like, let's build a business then. And so I came from film, but he bought me a digital camera so I had to teach myself digital, which was horrifyingly scary, but I did it <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about an F-stop. I didn't know about ISO because I didn't have to do any of that when I worked at the studio. Um, but I had to teach myself all of that. And so because I had a toddler and a baby, it's like I had two very willing, you know, people, subjects that I could photograph. Um, and so I just kind of learned my way with my camera by chasing them and, taking pictures of them every single day or taking pictures of the food we were eating or whatever. I taught myself what F stops were and what depth of field was literally by photographing a pepperoni pizza in my kitchen. <laughs> and I know it sounds that's, so corny. That's possibly like the best story of like how someone learned photography is pepperoni pizza photography. It literally is. But I, I didn't understand it. I was just like, I can't comprehend. Like if I'm changing this number, what does it actually do? And so my kids were by then, you know, a little bit bigger and running around. And I was like, they're not staying still long enough for me to like figure this out. I was like, my pizza isn't going anywhere. So yeah, I sat there until it gets in your belly when you're hungry. And yeah, <laughs> Right. No. So yeah. So I just, I sat in my kitchen and just like changed the numbers and I was like, I get it. Like I'm, un I understand what's happening now. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I worked at the credit union for three years while I was building my business and lo and behold, at the time I wasn't, I wasn't specialized quite yet. Um, I was kind of 
I, I thought I was going to be a children's photographer because that's what I had come from. But I quickly learned like without a studio space and living in Oregon where it does rain a lot, like it really wasn't a very good business model. Uh, so I decided to get into some, try my hand in different things. And uh, I got into photographing a couple of seniors because my cousin at the time happened to be a senior in high school. And so he had some friends. And so I photographed some seniors. But I also, because I worked at the credit union at the corporate office where there were tons of people, there were a lot of people getting married. So I had a lot of brides who were my friends who were like, hey, like, could we just hire you? So I specialized, and I'm using air quotes, because I, at the time, specialized in senior portraits and then weddings. And so I kind of encompassed both of them together, but I didn't really do other avenues of photography. So um, when I went full-time in 2010, I was a wedding and senior portrait photographer. But within about two years of launching my business full-time and leaving the credit union behind me, I dropped weddings. And so for the past eight years, it's been strictly seniors since then. Awesome. Um, I know kind of one of the reasons that we got along so well is that I think we're both very business-minded people in a lot of ways. I agree. Um, And... (laughs) You know, even when you're starting out, you're always think. I I don't think that you initially think that you need to necessarily like have important things like a brand, and you're just like, oh, if I shoot pretty photos, then people will book me. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about the importance of brand and kind of building your brand. I know when we were talking pre-show, you were kind of like, there's really just the the Holly True umbrella, which I think speaks to having a strong brand versus just you know being known as like the photographer. So talk a little yeah, bit about well, branding, the importance of branding, how you got started with that. Okay, well, thank you. I think I, I agree with you. I'm kind of a business-minded person, which is kind of funny because I don't come from a long line of people who've started businesses. I think I'm the only person in my family who's ever actually started their own business. Um, so I don't know where it comes from. Not really sure. What I do know is that I'm a very um, passionate person and I'm also a go-getter. Like I'm not somebody who wants to sit and wait for somebody else to figure something out for me. Like I just want to get in there and get it done. Uh, with business, I'm not going to lie. Like I was a hot mess when I started, like I had no idea what I was doing and I'm not a numbers person. So you can imagine being a business owner and being terrible at numbers. It's been a struggle sometimes. Um, but I do understand creative. I do understand marketing. I understand branding and I, don't know that without this business, I would ever have known that it would be a strong suit for me. I really don't. Um, I have always looked at businesses and have kind of always tried to dissect them to figure out how they do what they do. Where I'm from, we founded one of the biggest companies ever on the planet, which is Nike. And I've always looked at Nike and I've looked at Phil Knight as like somebody who's just who gets it. And I, every time I've ever taught photographers and, and branding or anything, I always the way that I've always kind of explained it to them is like, you think about a company like Nike and you know exactly what they do. They, they, they work in athletics. They, they do apparel for athletics. They're not offering prom dresses. They're not offering denim. They're not extending themselves outside of athletic apparel. If you see a swoosh, you know that it's Nike. If you hear just do it, you know that it's Nike. If you see Nike, you know what it represents. And so to me in business, That is what a business needs. You need to have an icon that represents you. You need to have a slogan that represents you. And you need to have a logo that that will encompass exactly what you do and who you serve. Your 
brand has to be able to speak for you when you're not there to say anything at all. What is it saying about you? And is it saying the right thing? So for me, when I was looking at my business as photography and everything else, I didn't want to be known as like the mom and pop photographer. I didn't want to be known as a studio photographer. I didn't want to be known as somebody who does a lot of Photoshop. Like I had to kind of think about like, if I'm going to be putting this product out there, what am I trying to convey? What do I want people to think about? What do I want them to feel? I want them to fall in love with where I live. So where I live has been a huge part of my branding. Natural, like natural. That's like one of my words for sure. I'm all about nature. I'm all about natural light. I'm all about natural beauty. Like all of those things really encompass what I do. I'm fortunate that my last name is True. It's like really my last name. I married <laughs> Jeff True, but True has kind of also like authentic, true, those words. Those have been words that I've also encompassed into my branding. Um, young and Free was the slogan that I carried in my business for a really, really long time. And it's just kind of, I feel like a mood and a feeling and a way of life. And it's just kind of like a way of, of being. And so uh, for me, what I wanted when people would look at my photography is to get that feeling of authenticity, nature, young, free. And so what I had to deliver then is something that fit within that, which I didn't ever feel pigeonholed or trapped into that because that's just naturally like how I see things and how I want to create them. In high school, I was a big time art student and I worked with uh, pastels and charcoals because you could blend your colors or your black and whites. And shadow and light was such a huge part of how I would see my subjects. That, that's everything in photography, but it's also everything in art. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when we would do life study and we'd have to like draw the person who was, you know, you know sitting at the front of the classroom, like we would have to kind of see like how the light was hitting their body and how we were going to make those lights care, like how, sorry, how to make the color, like, I can't even speak, how to make everything flow together in a way where it looked like it was three dimensional. And in photography, it's been the same thing for me. Like I learned how to manipulate light and art. So I manipulate light. Oh my God. Manipulate, I manipulate yeah, light <laughs> in photography too. So for me, I'm still sticking with that natural light aspect, but I never turn my back on my light source. Like I know where it is and I'm using that to my ability in my photography, which again has become part of my branding. So I hope awesome. that answers that question. Yes. Importance of brand and all that stuff. I think you covered it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The one thing, real quick, the umbrella, the, what I said to Sean off, the, off air, like I've always treated my name as the brand. And I think that anybody who's in business right now, this is kind of an important thing. A lot of p photographers specifically are always trying to tie what they do with who they are. And I think that that's kind of a misstep. I think it's important, yes, that people know what you offer. Absolutely. But when you think about like your logo and things like that, like I would really encourage everybody out there to really rethink that and create a brand that stands on its own because right now you might think that you're going to be a photographer for the rest of your life. 10 years down the road, you don't know. You don't know. And it's so hard when you tie photography or photographer or any title to your brand, create a brand that stands on its own with, that is your name, whether it be a business name, whether it be your personal name, it really doesn't matter. But I almost would encourage you to keep it a little bit nondescript because then you can have avenues underneath that or like I always call it the umbrella so that everything can fall underneath it. Mm -hmm. I've written books. So I have, I'm Holly True author. I do design. So I'm Holly True design. I do photography. So I'm Holly True photography. But all of it falls underneath Holly True. And so I just think it's really important that people think about that 
because you just don't know where your life is going to take you or where your business is going to lead you down the road. And let's talk a little bit about, more about that. You don't know where <laughs> life's going to lead you. So not only have yeah. you gone from a corporate credit union job, now kind of moving into the design stuff, you've had a couple different changes. So let's talk about going in a different direction, taking that leap. Just what goes through your head? What made you feel like you wanted to do it? It's scary. Like it's scary as hell to be completely honest with you. I, you know, I'm a dreamer and I think that that's, I think a lot of photographers are. I think that I've always just felt like I'm going to live one life and I'm going to live it to the fullest and I'm going to do all the things I want to do. Like I want to check all the boxes and I'm not like an, an adventure seeker. That's not like, that's not my excitement. That doesn't really get my like engine revving or anything like that. Like <laughs> I like to just get creative. And so I've written a novel. I'm writing another novel because I'm like, why not? Like, why can't I? I um, did my photography business and I was able to build it from nothing and into something that has carried me for a lot of years. And design has been something that's kind of always been there just simply because, you know, when I started, I had no money, so I couldn't hire anybody to build anything for me. Um, I had the amazing opportunity to meet David J a lot of years ago when, when show it was brand new and uh, meeting him actually, I truly believe transformed my entire business and changed like the trajectory of where it was going. And it's been pretty incredible, you know, having that story be kind of my journey is all these people who've helped navigate me to where I am. And I, we'll never forget them and I'll never be able to thank them enough for what they've been willing to do. My husband, David J, all the people, my family. Um, But it's staying true. I feel like to who I am and what I am all about. And I will never turn my back on that. So I will never limit myself in business. And I, when opportunities keep kind of dropping in your lap, I feel like you have to pay attention because it's, I feel like it's almost like the universe trying to tell you something and design kind of is what that is. Like it's been a lot of years of me mentoring photographers, helping them understand their design process and helping them understand their branding and helping them learn how to market their business and consistency with, with their deliverables and everything else that it kind of just naturally progressed that all of a sudden photographers were coming to me saying like, I, can I just hire you to just do the whole thing? Like, I don't, I don't want to think about what the logo needs to be. I don't want to think about how the website needs to go together. I don't care about SEO. I just want you to do it for me. And it's kind of nuts because I opened up my calendar two years ago to just take a couple of people. And last year I actually did a lot more design than photography and I had to maintain the photography business because I had already basically set that in motion a year before. Mm -hmm. So last year when I was forecasting for 2020, I decided not to open my calendar for photography and it's been scary and horrific and awful to have to turn people away. Um, but it's where I am. It's where I'm, I'm at right now. And it's where I feel like I need to be. And so I'm okay with it and I've accepted it and I'm loving it, but it's still hard because I do love photography, but I also know that photography is not going away. I'm, I'm not selling my camera equipment. If I want to go do a photo shoot, like I can get a girl, I can go shoot. I have two kids who are teenagers, like I can go photograph them. Um, but it's just, it's, it's where my, my calling is right now. And it's, 
you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. It's, you know, the fact that I do have two teenagers who are close to being out of my house and design is giving me a little bit of control in a schedule that I haven't had in a really long time, you know? And so I'm grateful for it. And it's almost, I I think I was telling you this um, off air a couple weeks ago when my son went through eighth grade graduation, like it was the hardest thing for me. And my husband just kept looking at me like, you're crazy. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you keep crying? But it was like this reality that it's like, you know, we're eight years into school years with him. You only get 12, 12 school years with your kids. And we're in the eighth one with him, which means we're two thirds done. Like, how did that happen so fast? And now like the thing that's terrifying about that, he's a freaking sophomore in high school. So now I'm two more years out. So it's like flying by and I, you can't even keep up with it and you can't stop it. Like time is like that terrible constant. So I honestly, at that time, that summer, that eighth grade, right before my son went into ninth grade was one of my busiest summers I've ever had ever in my business. And I kind of started to resent it a little bit, how much I was gone and how much it was almost robbing me of time with my kids because they were off school. And, and I'm just like, no, like I've worked for this. I've, I've worked so hard for this. And how can I possibly be angry that everything I've put in motion, I now resent like, that's crazy. So I realized I just, I needed to reevaluate and adjust. And so the next summer I, I took half the number of sessions I did the year before and now this summer I have zero booked. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about when life places things in in your lap, you have to pay attention to it. How do you know when it's time to take that leap? I think, okay, I don't, how I, I, I can't say that I, I, I wouldn't know how to tell anybody else to know when it's time. I, like I would hate to, tell somebody when this happens, you should do. I think you have to really listen to where your heart is telling you to go. And for me, even though I love photography and I will always love photography, it's not what is fueling me right now. It's just not. And sometimes I think taking a break is the best thing you can do for for your business. I needed a little bit of a timeout with photography, I think. And I needed to kind of reevaluate. And I, and even somebody like, I know I teach a lot on branding and I teach a lot about, you know, all, like all of these things, but that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't get lost. Like I do myself get lost. I think everybody in business kind of does. And you, you fall victim to trend. You fall victim to, you know, your clients telling you what you need to do. And, and sometimes you just kind of in that shuffle get lost in where you are and, and where you're standing in it. And photography, that's kind of where I was at as I was kind of feeling lost. And I had actually had a lot of conversations with my friends, um, photographer friends, because my friends outside of photography don't get it, but my photographer friends understand. And so we had a lot of conversations about it. And it started out as me feeling lost with my style and knowing that there was something more that I wanted and more that I wanted to create, but I just couldn't get there because I was kind of feeling trapped with what my... um, clientele who they were and what they were expecting from me and them wanting me to go photograph them where their friends had been photographed. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden I'm feeling like this like trapped circumference of like, I can go here, 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 but I can't go over there. And it was really suffocating. And so 
everybody kept telling me, you know, you need to go start shooting for yourself. You need to go start shooting for yourself. But what's, what didn't work for me with that was that even when I was going out and shooting for myself, I was still trapping myself with boundaries that I didn't even realize I was putting on myself. Interesting. It's so weird because you would think it would just be like, I can go create whatever I want to, but I wasn't even when I could. I still was going to what was familiar. I still was going to what was safe. I still, I just wasn't pushing myself. And I realized it's like, it's not that I'm feeling underwhelmed with photography. It's that I'm just tired of photography for a minute. Like I, it's all I've been doing and it's all I've been. And it's, it's everything that it's, it might've been my free time. It's been my work life. It's been everything. And it was like, no, like I need to just kind of put the camera down for a minute and just be Holly for a minute, minus the camera and minus the business and just be. And so that was really good for me to just do that. And, but I'm not somebody who can't work either. I'm a workaholic. So (laughs) I had to kind of find a way to funnel that energy and that business into something. And so for me, it became design because it's creative and it's still in the industry that I love and that I've been submerged in for so long. Um, So that's, that's for me, it was listening to what I was going through and not allowing myself to get lost in something that can be a really detrimental place to be in business. So, yeah. And what role do you feel like your brand played in you being able to make that transition? You know, what's interesting, my brand, I feel like was pivotal because people could see that I had a brand. So then when I'm saying like, Hey, let me brand you, let me help you. They were like, Oh yeah. Like I like Like you actually know what you're doing and you're not (laughs) just like blowing smoke. Yeah. And I didn't buy my brand from somebody. Nobody designed my brand for me because again, I was broke. I didn't have anybody to do any of that stuff for me in the beginning. Like I had to figure it out. And so being completely self-made, it, it has helped me help other people do it. Not that I'm saying that buying, having somebody do your brand for you is bad. That's not at all what I'm saying. I think it's, it's, I think it's playing to your strengths too. Like if you know Absolutely. that you're able to do it, do it. But if you're like, can't, yeah, then by all means, like go hire somebody. Yeah. 100%. But if you are somebody who doesn't understand it or speak that language, I don't know that you would be the right person to then educate on it is what I am saying. Totally. So, yeah. So I think that it's just, I think that I am not fantastic at numbers. I'm not fantastic at building um, collections and everything else. You probably don't want to hire me for in-person sales. Like you, you don't want to like, I'd learn from me on that. Like those are not my strengths. Like I'm staying away from those things. But if you want to learn about marketing, branding, you know, if you want to understand like cohesion, if you want to learn how to write a better about me section, like I'm your girl. Like those are the things that I'm really good at. And so those are the things that I educate on. Totally. Um, What keeps you motivated in life? What keeps me motivated in life? Um, I think just creating, like I just love to create. If it's, I love to write because I love to create stories. I love to tell stories. I'm like, yeah, I, I just think creation. Like it's just, if it's a picture, if it's art, if it's writing, if it's a website, like I love all of it. I just, I, I love taking nothing and turning it into something like a blank page for me is the most exciting thing in the world. And I think a lot of people would just be like, I don't know what to say. And for me, I'm just like, I could fill this page in five (laughs) minutes with a million things. Like I just, I love it. I really love it. And it's the same with design. Like you, I love how people don't see 
their work the way that it needs to be seen. And it's so interesting to me. I cannot tell you how many photographers, how many photographers have apologized to me for their work. I'm so sorry that you have to work with my stuff now. I saw the website that you did for so-and-so and and now you have to do a design for me. Like, I'm really sorry. Why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? Why are you apologizing to me? Like, this is your work. Like, you should just be like, lucky girl, you get to design for me. You know, like, I just, I wish people could own their craft more. And I wish that people felt better about what they're doing. Like, it's crazy to me how negative everyone is on themselves, you know, like, I feel like, I don't know, it's just crazy to me. So I don't know, motivating me like in terms, I'm motivated in a million ways, I guess it just kind of depends on what avenue, but um, in design, I'm motivated to help people see their, their work the way that it needs to be seen, honestly. Yeah. And it's the same with seniors. I'm motivated to get them to see themselves the way that I see them. You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's just one's photographers and one's seniors, you know? Well, and okay, let's, so let's unpack that a little bit then. <laughs> kind of how do you get over, it boils down to, I think, self-doubt in a lot of ways. So Absolutely. how do you work to overcome that? What do you need to do to see yourself as other people see you? Whether I think that be your photography or self-worth or whatever. I've always been a show, not tell. That's always just been my way. And so I don't sit there and like, let me give you a therapy session, 18 year old about why you need to feel better about yourself. Like that's, they don't want to be counseled. Yeah. They don't want to be lectured and no, no, absolutely not. And so for me, it has always been like, I'm just, I'm going to, you're going to go with me. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to look amazing. You're going to love the experience and I'm going to take care of you. Like that's bottom line. Like you're not going to think about anything other than how great you feel and how, like, how beautiful you are. Like, that's all. I'm just going to shower you in compliments and I'm just, you're going to feel it. It's not just going to, I'm not just going to make you look pretty. You're going to feel pretty. And I think with photographers, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting because I've never had to actually dissect that. But I think that that's, that is kind of it though. Like there, people have kind of, people, photographers have kind of subjected themselves to template-based websites where it's like, you are just limited. Let's not even just say template-based websites. Let's just say template-based work. And what I mean by that is having to feel like they have to look a certain way, whether that be somebody they admire or um, something that, you know, they know sells in terms of aesthetic. Yes. So let's just, let's just say all of that. Cause I think that that's, Almost which, kind of, which I think does kind of go back to what I was saying before too, though. Like I felt trapped because I had trapped myself into this like way of being and, and way of like society telling me your business needs to be run like this. This is how senior photographers work. Yep. And for a long time that worked for me fine. But when I've outgrown the mold, like then what, then I'm just feeling like I need to push out the walls or I'm going to go crazy, which is kind of exactly where I was at. And I think that, what you're saying is absolutely correct. I think people look to others to say, this is how I need to do it. And at some point you have to stop looking at other people and just say like, if it is not making you happy, then what purpose does it serve in your life? You, There's nothing worse than doing something in life that you don't want to do. There's nothing worse. And I don't know about you, but I don't know how many days I have left on this earth. Like, 
I don't want to live them unhappy. I want to be happy. And, and I also want to do something that fulfills me. And so for so long, that was photography. And now I feel like almost photography's kind of served its purpose in me to lead me where I am now, you know, and that's where I'm able to help other people create this fulfilled sense of being in their business and help them get their business where it needs to go next. And, but I hate, I hate nothing more than when people limit themselves because of circumstance or because of, um, because of society or because it's like, well, this is where I live and this is what I can do. Yeah. Okay. Like we all live somewhere, you know, there's always somewhere better. The grass is always greener. Like things are always more fortunate for other people, but come on, like you can really ultimately create whatever you want in life. You can be whoever you want to be. You can build whatever business you want to do. You can photograph whoever you want to photograph. It doesn't matter. But when you start limiting yourself, that's really your own fault because you're not thinking big enough and you're not thinking outside the box and you're not pushing yourself to do more than what you, what other people are telling you can do. So I don't know. I just think it's, it's so, it's hard. It's, it's hard, especially when you're first starting out. I think that that, those are the years where you, you are kind of limited. You just are, you, you're limited because of the tools you have, the resources you have, the clients that you have, those things. But the minute you start getting those things together, really start to push yourself harder because it's only going to make you better and bigger and, and more, I don't know, more secure with who you are. So, yeah, I agree. Um, as we kind of wrap up, what is one thing that you want people to take away from this episode? Kind of that one nugget. That <laughs> if they remember one thing about this episode, it's, it's what you're about to say. Oh my gosh, that's heavy. Okay. So I would say, okay, you're going to probably edit this. Give me like two seconds. I would say, I'd probably say like what led me to here is just listen to what your heart is telling you and what's right for you doesn't necessarily have to be right for everybody else. Um, it has to be right for you because it's your life and, and you're the one living it. And, you know, for me, it was time. Um, I could feel time slipping through my fingers. Like I would tell my husband, it's like, I feel like I'm grasping at sand. And it, even though I'm grabbing handfuls of it, like my hands are empty within seconds and it's terrifying. It's so scary. Um, but time, go- time's going to pass no matter what, like mm-hmm. it's going to pass whether or not you are, you got your stuff together and you're just rocking it in business. Or if you're stuck at a standstill and you're afraid to make one step, like time is still going to go. It doesn't matter. And I think a lot of people are afraid to make wrong steps and to do things wrong. And I would encourage you to make as many wrong steps as you possibly can, because you're going to learn more about yourself and you're going to find your way even faster. And, and I don't know, like, I just feel like, I just feel like it's, don't be afraid to make mistakes and just listen to your heart. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Perfect. Um, I'll give you a second to think about this. I always like to have our guests ask a question to our listeners. So whether you're listening on YouTube, you can drop it in the comments section. If you're listening on a podcast to screenshot the episode. Um, and then all you have to do is tag at senior style guide at Sean Brown Productions and at, is it just, it's just Holly True at Holly True, right? Yeah, I'm at Holly True for everything. 
at Holly True and give us like (laughs) give us like your favorite thing about the episode today. Um, So when you answer that question, uh, or you can answer the question in that screenshot Instagram story as well. Um, But where can people find you aside from Instagram? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. I use Twitter still, but it's usually where I rant about sports um, <laughs> or entertainment. Surprise, I haven't been blocked from Holly's Twitter yet. <laughs> You've not been blocked. <laughs> hey, I have nothing against a little banter. It's good. Um, yeah, no, and then also um, Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I'm, I love Pinterest. But everything for me is just Holly True, like everything. So cool. it's all about the branding. It is. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's, what's my the question? question that you want to ask our, our amazing listeners and audience? That is so hard, Sean. Dude, hang on. <laughs> um, okay. So the question that I would want to ask you guys is um, if you could change one thing about your business right now, what would it be? Or Perfect. Did I change it? I like that question, but we can, we can add two questions to give them a little, uh, two questions, double two homework. Questions. Yes. Double homework guys. Cause I'm mean. Another question I would say is if, if, um, what is one element to your brand that you feel like you're missing? I like that too. Thank you. I like Perfect. that too. I think branding is important. I agree. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Well, any closing remarks, snide comments, anything like that? I mean, other than go ducks, I don't know. <laughs> wrong, wrong one. I have to edit that out. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know that there are tons of people listening who are like, yes, Holly is speaking straight to me right now. I'm in a stage of life where I need to get my stuff together. I need to move in a different direction. I know that my heart is telling me it's just now it's just time to take that leap. And, you know, I know that you said, that there were times where it's super scary, like not taking on any photography clients and, you know, the first time in 15 years or however long you said it has been. Terrifying. And yeah. And now moving in a completely different direction. So I, uh, I applaud you for taking that leap. And I, I hope that that helps inspire some of our listeners who, who might be on the fence. Well, thank you so much. It's been so fun to, to hang out with you guys. And I, um, if you guys have questions about anything, you know, branding, design, whatever, like definitely hit me up, let me know. Um, but also, I mean, just utilize, I mean, there, you're sitting on a wealth of knowledge already. You've got all these podcast episodes, you know, with Sean and, and Real Talk and you've got Senior Saga. Like there's so many avenues of education out there. And I think that the more that you can educate yourself and push yourself to be a better photographer, be a better person, be a better business owner, like do it. And, and don't limit yourself to just one opinion or one avenue, like go down every single avenue, like be hungry to learn and be hungry to grow. I think that it's just really important in life and in business. So hundred percent. Awesome. <laughs> Holly, thank you so much. And for all you guys are still listening, we'll see you guys next time on the next episode of Real Talk. See you guys later. Bye guys. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and and the community. 
In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us. And we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.